Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Hamilton Police Chief Eric Gert uh, in studio with us here for uh, his monthly uh, Chiefs Town Hall uh, meeting. Uh, good to have you here after a, a long weekend. And we were saying at the beginning of the show, um, you know, it was, I guess, not a great weekend when it came to people um, uh, drinking and driving. Tell us about yeah, that. Yes, so we had 13 breath tests this weekend. Uh, four decided to refuse, which, of course, is a criminal charge in and of its own. So you can actually be charged, if people don't know, with impaired driving. Um, obviously, you can't uh, proceed with an over 80 charge because the person refused, but refusing a breath test is a separate criminal offense. Um, and then, of course, we had one drug recognition expert. Uh, it's actually Halton that helped us out with that. Uh, we'll help uh, other jurisdictions depending on the availability of our, we call them DREs, drug recognition right. experts. In terms of impaired driving st- uh, statistically or demographically, uh, you touched on this again at the beginning of the show a little bit, but let's review that. Uh, most of the people that find themselves in trouble for impaired driving are in what age group and are they male, female? What do we know about that? Yeah, it is a broad range, but if we look at kind of the... Um, uh, the area that we'd focus on where we're seeing repeat offenses is really that 35 to 50 year old age group. Uh, and you would have thought the message gets through either through MAD Canada or um, you see with uh, kids quite often pre-drinking, but they'll arrange for taxis. Um, and we see it at Hess Village and other places where, mm-hmm. you know, the evening doesn't start till 11 o'clock. Well, quite frankly, I'm in bed by then, but, um, <laughs> but for that Me age too. group. I even was yeah. in those days. But they'll make, they'll make arrangements, you know, designated drivers. Sure. We're seeing that. So we commend that part. Uh, there's still, still some risk with drinking to a level of intoxication where your own safety's at risk. That's a separate issue. Right. Um, but yeah, that, that older age group and it is a mix of male and female. All right. Let's go to the phones. Jack's been waiting. Hi, Jack. Go ahead for Police Chief Eric Gert. Good morning, Chief Gert. Good morning. Impaired driving is still a big, big problem, not only here in Hamilton, but across the country. I agree. Would you agree that the penalties for impaired are still too weak? Uh, I don't... I don't know, because we do have mandatory penalties uh, for both suspension. Uh, yeah, the, yeah I, I know the mandatories, but, but they really suck. Okay, so and that's... What would happen... Yep, go ahead. What would happen if, for a first-time penalty... Automatic $5,000 fine, automatic five-year ban on driving, your vehicle gets impounded and sold at auction, and if it ever happens again, everything doubles. Mm-hmm. How would that be for penalties? Well, I think in some European countries, to your point, they do have um, penalties that are that severe. I do know that it continues on uh, in spite of that. Uh, is there diminished uh, driving offenses? Um, I'd have to see, but again, to compare something like, I don't know, Sweden to us, maybe very different. Sweden, of course, and uh, they use quite a few bicycles. Uh, well, when, when you look at the number of people here in Canada that get killed yep. by drunk drivers, yep. I think a lot of people would agree to those type of penalties that I just mentioned. Yeah, no, agreed. And I mean, that's one for the legislators to come up with in terms and of the increased likewise, penalties. And likewise, what are the police doing about going after the legislators and saying, hey, these penalties are not strong enough. We have to up the, up the ante. Yeah, largely we advocate through two main groups in Canada, and one is the Canadian Association of Chiefs of Police, and the second is the Ontario Association of Chiefs of Police. And they do have committees dedicated to um, driving and traffic safety, and largely those are the bodies that make those recommendations. So as I was just uh, talking about, those are the bodies that are looking at what are the roadside screen devices 
never mind ethyl alcohol now, you know, uh, I certainly take your point. Now we're looking at all the other drugs that may be out there. So uh, we really got to stay on top of having the tools to get their officers to make those roadside stops and then proceed with it. If you look at the case law, and having been a former breath tech, if you look at the case law and the complexities of uh, impaired driving investigations, um, it's really quite challenging uh, because of the number of people who have been for the courts. Uh, we had a period of time there where people were testifying, uh, raising a reasonable doubt, we'll call it, and the case law said, well, you know, if you get somebody to come to court and say you only had three drinks when you might have had nine, um, you know, even though they're drinking, I'm not sure how they kept count because uh, I have a hard enough time keeping count of, you know, how many pops or whatever else I have, never mind drinks when I'm drinking. So we continue to force those issues um, where we can and get the legislation changed. So I'd agree with you. Is, is that going to dry up everything? Uh, my sense would be no. Jamie already talked about prevention. We really do have to look at those preventative strategies for not getting behind the wheel in the first place. All right. Thanks for the call, uh, Jack, and uh, and the questions. 905-645-3221 or star uh, 9900. Uh, Chief, we've, we've got less than a minute before we have to take a break here uh, for news. Um, I want to just touch very, very briefly on the gun violence uh, thing that, that seemed to spike uh, in the last couple of weeks. It gets people fearful. They start, uh, you know, hearing story after story, incident after incident. Is this something that we need to really worry about, or was this sort of a, a, an unusual anomaly, this sudden spike of uh, gun violence? Is this typical of uh, Hamilton? Is something we need to be really concerned about yeah, at this the, point? Certainly the stats weren't typical, yeah. um, and uh, we've got to look to, you know, how do we solve these crimes? We know in other jurisdictions it's on the rise. Uh, we've seen it in Toronto. Uh, we've seen it in, in Peel Region. Uh, I don't know about York specifically, but I know both of the chiefs have spoken to those issues in those jurisdictions. And, of course, Toronto had a shooting with two people killed over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all need to be concerned about it. And, you know, let's look at uh, reporting a suspicious activity. And, again, you say, well, you know, what's that? Uh, you know, if I see something unusual, well, let me talk about that. At the recent Holly Avenue shooting, remember the public did phone it in. We had officers respond. One of the officers, for example, uh, identified a stolen car while they're approaching the house, has the wherewithal to take the keys out of the ignition, which is really good. And then we made two arrests at that scene. So, so the reporting is very important. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.